0: But Danish, you know, you know what's happening right now. This is our cold open. We just the, the audience just faded into you explaining what a cold open is, and now we're gonna start the episode.
1: Hello and welcome. That's yeah! good. There's someone should make this yeah. a where We do the hard part of coming up with great video game ideas and offer them up to the world. My name is Danish.
0: I'm Jeff, and I'm Matt, and I know what it feels like to build a Death Star because there's so much garbage and trash you know a part in star wars where it looks like garbage it's like the second one and it's like a big death star it it functions it works really good but it just looks like an absolute dumpster fire of a space station yeah that's what my workstation looks like right now because i've been trying to get star wars squadrons
1: yes star wars squadrons let's let's talk about this uh we've all been playing it with uh i guess Mm -hmm. i think wildly different experiences I've i've been trying to play it yeah, I mean, it took me at least two hours to play it, the, the launch night, uh, trying to play it in VR, and yeah, it's it's got a pretty bad uh, first impression. Well, yeah, let's go with,
0: just, uh, Danish, yeah. I want to hear yours, and then I want to go to Jeff, and then I want to explain where I'm
2: at.
1: Yeah, so I preloaded it, which I don't really play a lot of PC games, and so I don't really preload a lot, so I'm kind of... New to that experience, I'm like, hey, this is fantastic. I'm preloading it. It's gonna go live at 10 p.m. or whatever. I'm like a real gamer and boy. I'm a real gamer boy, and I'm gonna play <laughs> it like instantly. And that's gonna be great.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, pre-load. did not play it instantly because uh, there was lots of problems. Um, it first of all, it took like uh, I don't know half an hour to unpack the files that I installed for some reason. Like, why isn't that part of the preload?
0: Are you doing Which, this? That's are you doing this movers? on your work on. PC or your home PC?
1: Um, work PC on an external drive. I see. Maybe maybe, yeah, you should, so, maybe you
0: shouldn't. I don't know. Can we do that? People game on their work PCs when you're not working. That's
1: fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and absolutely. also, yeah, the ex- um, external the, drive makes me feel a little better too.
3: The external drive thing is interesting though because that's going to increase all your read write. Yeah, times I know. I I when did you're, when you're I loading. did
1: notice it a little bit, but um. Anyway, the biggest hurdle was the stupid uh EA. ID oh my god, dude! What the <laughs> fuck is with that? It's, it's crazy. This is the craziest so, thing I've okay. ever seen in a game. A lot of games. Now, here's the thing: um, it's great because it lets you do crossplay. Crossplay is something that I'm so happy is becoming more and more a common thing. Like Spellbreak uh, launched with crossplay. This launched with crossplay. It's great. Um, yeah. Now, the reason it does, that It ha- does
0: say. You have to do this if you want to do any
1: online features, though.
0: That's true. It's not just for the If it was just crossplay, I would be a lot more into it.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, in any case, like, you do need to sign up with a third-party thing to do any kind of crossplay, because it makes sense. You can't just use that console's credentials or whatever. Um, So, Spellbreak, it was the Epic ID or whatever. Anyway, so this one has an EA ID, which I thought I had from, like, a long time ago for something, but I guess I didn't. I tried to forget password. It didn't work. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, the point is that I was trying to do this all within the game, which is impossible because the pass through it chose it, the little window it gives you to log in, is like uh, unreadable because it's like a weird resolution. The mouse doesn't work on it. Were you in VR
0: the first time? <laughs> mm-hmm. I was in
1: VR the first time, yeah. and then I like, okay, I can't do this. So, so
0: obviously I lo- broken. I loaded in in VR because I'm like, yeah, fucking VR. I'm gonna do this yeah. whole thing, and. I, I load in and it's just blackness everywhere and I was like, what do they want me to do right now? And then I, I look down and as <laughs> as if I am as if I am floating thirty feet in the air. There's a tiny little EA login window that way down <laughs> below. Me. And and since we're going oh, like man. through Quest, through Steam into this game, the the reset view is not like standardized, so I couldn't figure out how to reset my view to be back down there. It was like
1: mm-hmm.
0: immediately just like okay, this this is
1: mine fun. was uh, not I, like one that. aside yeah
3: one aside this game has really good integration with resetting your view there's a dedicated key on the keyboard there's a dedicated yeah which it tells you on my joystick after after you're floating right no i mean (laughs) the the first time user experience or fatui as we say in the biz is is just awful in this game but i'm sorry danish
1: please continue Uh, so that that didn't happen for me it was it was in front of me but it was like maybe five feet in front of me so i had to like lean forward almost like hitting my monitor with my my quest and then even then like i like oh okay it's a login then i'm again the mouse doesn't work so i'm hitting tab a million times to get the cursor to show up you can't even see the cursor so i'm like typing i'm like Mm -hmm. that wasn't it tab 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 typing okay there it is anyway none of that worked but there's another like option to create a new id so i'm trying to get to there i'm like okay fuck this and i closed it uh opened it up in 2d to uh do all of that you know, um, process like not in VR so that I can actually click on it, use it to my utter shock and horror. Mm -hmm. It was no better than the VR. (laughs) that window was still like fucked up resolution. Couldn't click on it. Yeah. It was insane. But
0: for sure, this is bad because it's a weird VR thing. Right? Exactly. So Jeff, Did
1: did you launch initially in VR or not? So yeah,
3: this, this is my, um, I, I like kind of restarted this game like four times uh yesterday morning to try different things um but the first time i loaded up 2d because i assumed correctly perhaps that because it was developed in 2d with like this optional vr thing that it would be more stable for me to do it plus i'm using my my flight stick from vkb and i i knew that i would have to remap hey i bought one of those there's no way i'm very excited for it um I knew I would have to remap buttons, and I didn't want to struggle through that in VR. So, that, that was why I started flat. So, when
1: you did, was that EA login also messed up? It was
3: It was the same fuck-up that you guys are talking wow. about where it's squished. left of center, it's squished horizontally, yeah. stretched vertically, yeah. and you cannot select how are it. we? How did <laughs> so, all three of us have the exact same situation? So, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I skipped it. You can skip it in that intro screen. Yeah, and can. then what I did was, I close. when I got to the main menu, I... Clicked connect to network and it brought up the same thing overlaid on top of the main menu. Get this the exact same way it's left of center, squished horizontally, stretched vertically, just and it's like 50% opacity on top of the main menu. (laughs) Why does why have I not
0: heard this from anybody
3: else? And all three of us had the exact same, like,
1: yeah, that's weird.
3: Now, I'm on an ultra wide monitor, same here, and I think you guys are both on ultra wide, so it might be that. Mm. Although, when I started the game it defaulted to 16:9 1080p. Um, so I don't understand why it would have been fucked up when I had like those starting dimensions unless that EA window is like literally a pop-up that's existing in its own <laughs>
1: dimension. Yeah, like hard-coded <laughs> resolution or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Right, right. Um anyway, let's let's talk about the game itself, which I didn't get We're not going to end our gripes.
3: Yeah, Matt Matt what was your Well, okay, so I had one VR thing where I think people have talked about it where there's this really long black screen and I'm not talking about the login screen, but there's just a black screen that can like preempt as the game is loading in VR. And after going back and forth, having really weird behavior where every time I moved my head, the window would minimize on my desktop, which also pulled it out of my headset. um, I realized that in the main menu, as long as you have a headset connected, um, you can go to options VR mode and there is a toggle VR option that switches in game from 2D to VR and
1: that was what worked for me eventually. Yeah, I don't uh, think it's anyway. gonna be the same for us because we're doing the quest link. Right. In- and
3: I'm yeah. on a rift desk, so I'm hardwired yeah. in uh, by default. So Matt,
0: is it my is it my turn now? <laughs> I just want to talk about One how thing
1: just kidding. I
0: want to talk about how bad experience I had too. Yeah. So I had all those experiences where nothing worked. And then I loaded the game and because look because going into this game there's there's already been a lot of uh, talk on like the subreddit and stuff and in general of like bad performance issues across the board that people are having. So I I loaded this up early on just to be like I want to see if this even runs like if I even want to like start putting time into it and lo and behold it did run after I got all my stuff working. Um, but I run into this issue where after like literally like kind of on the dot after it's like between five and 10 minutes, my tracking goes to hell in the, in like, on, I think it's on the quest side is the problem because the game runs fine. If you look at my monitor, you can see it's running like, you know, 75, uh, frames a second, which is what the headsets capped at. So I assume that's the cap. Uh, but the tracking is like, it does this thing where it shows the video, Cause I think the way the quest works is it, it kind of overscales what it's rendering. And then as you move your head around within that space, it's just showing you that scene. And then once you start yeah. moving beyond that scene, that's when it starts rendering more stuff on the outside. If that makes sense. Like if I push my head, if I turn my head far enough to the right, it'll, it'll pass these bounds and then it'll start rendering new stuff. So I noticed that if I started moving my head too much, I would start seeing this black edge that would then fill in, like... It's like you're moving your head to, like, look outside the edge of a TV screen. Like, yeah. like literally, like, a TV screen. So there'd just be, like, blackness beyond mm-hmm. that, which would just fill in, like, snap in after a moment. And I noticed that, like, the faster I moved my head around, I, w- I could see, like, almost entirely black before it, like, caught up with me. Um, yeah.
2: Oh, wow. Oh, it was
0: bad. And I so That's I figured out that if I went sad. to pass-through mode for a second and just, like, sat there, it was... It's like it would, like give it a rest and i could come back and i would get a few more (laughs) minutes of like playing
1: normally now we've been shitting on this game for like 15 minutes the thing is we're i mean speaking for myself i'm powering through this shit because when the game works it's so fucking cool it's so rad in vr like the cockpit looks amazing flying (laughs) around like uh i had my main thing like just gameplay wise was i had some frame rate issues in vr it's fine in 2d But yeah, I'm like, this is so cool. And I kind of like, I was bad at it at first because like the first mission, you're a TIE fighter and you're fighting X-Wings and I just couldn't keep up with them. And they were like running circles around me. And eventually I kind of got the hang of the controls and stuff. And uh, I assume it's probably a little easier on a flight stick. I'm using a 360 controller, but um, yeah, it's so cool.
0: I mean, like, the the very opening scene, like, the second you go into VR and you're just standing there in the giant docking bay on the... Yeah, it's amazing. ...on the Rebel, I don't know, the...
1: What, I think it's a TIE fighter, right? Well, there's a oh, TIE mean fighter. mean, like, on the, on the uh, ground? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You start, yeah,
0: you're just looking at the TIE fighter kind of right. from below it. Uh, I don't know, There's there's something really... Even out of VR, Kelsey was like, whoa, I bet that's really cool, because she was watching. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was, like, just this, like, again you know like the sense of scale in there like you see it in the movie all the time and you get mm-hmm. the sense that this is a very large place but you have yeah. really no idea of understanding how large this space actually is um and then yeah once it it drops you inside that tie fighter and now you're in this like tight enclosed space uh which you know it, it's it's sort of like this really quick change and you're you feel a lot like almost like cozy in here and then from there you go out into mm-hmm. space and it's just like you know space everywhere i don't know these these like three like like really big area really tight area infinite space area you know like yeah yeah. really cool steps i guess
1: you know just i just want to uh, interject that exact thing you're describing in terms of scale is one of the reasons why i still think minecraft vr is one of the best vrs because you are constantly doing that you're going through tight cavernous exclosures you're building your tunnels and then it opens up into cavernous like underground areas or like so I that I love that, and this game does it really well, that sort of different types of scale.
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, from my my perspective, it's I mean, the the ships handle really well. It's actually got a lot in common with Elite Dangerous is flying as far as like engine systems or shields and yeah, that's squadrons cool and weapons. Um, so, like, power that's, to
1: each of them depending on what you're doing and stuff. Right. So
3: that's identical so i'm like super used to that i have the stuff mapped to the same buttons for me um the uh i don't know like just managing the ship's power and speed and throttle and stuff just feels really good uh like it i mean it again like it's so similar to elite and so it the transition's super fast, and I'm assuming Microsoft Flight Simulator will end up being the same thing when I eventually jump into that where it just feels natural because I've done a couple of these experiences already. Flight
1: Simulator VR coming soon.
3: Yeah. Um but that's that's one thing. So I there's a couple things I noticed with VR versus two D. Um one is barrel rolls trigger my <laughs> oh, music. Yeah, can't you can I can do it um very sparingly. So and and I'm I'm so used to other games, like especially elite where you're not really changing your yaw that much. You're mostly like rolling to the side and pitching yeah. up to do uh, turns and stuff like that. And so this game is almost the opposite. You're changing your yaw to turn essentially like, like turning your head to the right or the left. Like that's the main form of turning in this game and you're drifting is tied to that motion. And so that side to side's a little different. Um, but its I mean, it almost makes it feel a little bit more. Arcadey. Yeah. It's, it's a just, little um...
1: easier, I think, but I, I do appreciate so I see how that it, if you do that, it does roll a little bit. It just feels cool. Cause you're on controller, if, right? Yeah, I'm on controller. If I do that, if I okay. yaw to the right, if, like if I'm turning it, let's say more than 45 degrees, then the whole thing starts rolling a little bit naturally. And I have to counter roll and it actually feels good on the sticks to do that.
3: Oh, that's, it's interesting. It does not, I haven't noticed that anyway on mine. Um, So, so that's one thing in VR is just the rolling, but then also like the need that there's not as strong a need to roll in VR in this game. Um, But then the other thing is in VR, because it's like a human perspective and you have like free reign of your head movement, the camera is actually further back in the cockpit in VR. And if you play flat, you're actually further up. And so, I noticed that my visibility was actually better in 2D because the camera is closer to the window than it was in VR where I'm sitting further back. It depends
1: back. on the cockpit, too. Like, the TIE Fighter does not have any peripheral windows, whereas... Right,
3: the TIE Fighter was the the only one oh, I've okay. done in yeah. VR. Yeah,
1: because the X-Wing has... You can look left and right out the window, and it's awesome in VR. Right. Because you could actually track, you know, ships going across you. Uh, One more thing. It, I'm used to it now. It's better, but... I really miss the thing Rogue Squadron did where when you highlight, when you target an enemy, it actually shows you a reticle of where you should lead your shots so you can just line it up. Yeah, oh. like Elite
3: Dangerous does the same thing and I do miss that because it's hard yeah. to figure out how far ahead you need to lead because it yeah. also changes depending on the laser weapon you have. Um, right. On later missions, you can customize your loadout a little and it totally fucks with the
1: timing. I, I really appreciate the effort they take into making space look interesting. And usually it's in the form of like nebulas and different clouds or like wreckage or docks or what, you know, but it's hard. It's hard to make space, which is an empty void, look interesting and sustain a whole game. And I think they do a good job in this one of doing that.
3: Uh, Should we we get down to some pitches? Let's get down to pitches to defeat
0: boredom. Guys, that was a really good fucking... (laughs) That was
1: good. I like that. Should we uh, replace the mariachi intro with that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can you do like a techno remix that lasts long enough?
1: Um, Okay, so my game this week uh, is called Bloodbath. And it's based on a few things. Um, We've almost certainly talked about this uh, when we did our Mass Effect Spectacular episode last year. But uh, just to quickly recap... My Mass Effect 2 experience was a, one of the great video game experiences because um, I spent the whole game you know, building relationships and talking to characters and get, going on side missions and recruiting people, all that stuff that the game is. And I never once upgraded my ship at all because I just hated mining and it took fucking forever and I hated it. So <laughs> going into, I did not know this, but going into the final like scene, the final level, there's a cutscene sort of that's dynamic where depending on what you have outfitted in your ship, different characters will die. And I didn't do anything. So my whole team was fucking annihilated, except for a few people. And so it was a stunning moment for me. It's where a brave was like, ending. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I, I spent all this time with these people. So this idea is like, okay, that was a great experience. I love the idea of um, this sort of, you know, bloodbath. That I'm not prepared for, and it's it's characters I care about too. It's like mm-hmm. they spent they they did the work, uh, actually building up these characters, and I I, found, I formed a relationship with them. How do we do this? How do we make that happen again? How do we make a game around that idea? This
0: gut wrenching idea that you've made friends and they're dead.
1: Yes. Um, the other thing that's a little bit close to this, not nearly as dramatic, is the classic XCOM thing where you name your squad all your friends' names, and then you ta- you like automatically get a relationship with them. And then when they die, like, oh, my God, Jeff, why did you panic? You, you, you blew our cover and Matt died. <laughs> Scary cat, you know, like... man. What can I say? <laughs> so, okay. So here's my pitch on how to do that and what the game could be. And it, I'm not stuck to this specific idea in terms of the genre and things. I want to hear, like, completely different ideas from you guys that hit this premise. Uh, my premise would be a, like, a Harvest Moon style, like, calm RPG Uh Where it's, like, top-down, and you're, like, trying to get your farm up and running and stuff like that. Like, basically, um, Stardew Valley, you know. And you meet townsfolk, and you get relationships with them. And every one of them is, like, uh, slightly different. Like, there's, like, the young kid who you have to, you know, have him crawl through a small little gap to get into the thing and get the little whatever. And it's, like, these little missions that show off what different people can do. And you build the characters. And eventually, (laughs) we just cut to the two towers, Helm's Deep, suddenly, for fucking some reason, your farm is getting invaded by like thousands of orcs.
2: Oh, God. Or, or
1: some demons or what? And it's like, oh my God, we have to, none of us are prepared for this. We have to fight off these waves of these horrible demonic creatures. And you basically set up like a fort and you have to assign like, okay, little Billy... You're small, so you're the one, the one that's going to be in this dangerous situation. And you, you're over here. You got the thing. And so you have to suddenly start, like, uh, commanding your village like an army and trying to figure out, okay, we know that this here is going to be a suicide mission, but it has to be done. Right. Who am I going to volunteer for little the Little Billy, 100%. You know, like All that sort of stuff. The little Billy, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that's, he's, that's he's my take on it, where it's basically like Stardew Valley and it turns into, like... Almost tower defense, but like with grave consequences, you know? So uh,
3: I want to like just make an aside really quick. One of the Mm -hmm. things about that moment in Mass Effect 2 that makes it powerful is not that the game suddenly changes a whole lot. It's the exact same game, same mechanics. They've just been recontextualized now. And you realize that this one system has been very important the whole time. And I feel like changing the genre up like going from a farming simulator to a tower defense or something
1: like that i don't think it would change the mechanics it would be like uh the beginning of a lot of zelda games where you're like helping people out in kakariko village like collect all my chickens like that's the same thing you're doing later in the game with whatever you know so
3: yeah like that's a great example so legend of zelda like if i was going to do something like this one of the systems that i never pay attention to is cooking because like you have an abundance of items it's easy to heal no matter where you are just have a fairy in a bottle you're set so what if it's exactly that? You're making friends in Kokira Village. Um, you're, you know, going around, going on adventures. And the whole time, you have the option to learn how to cook these different recipes. Uh, fast forward to Smash Cut to there's a famine. And now you're the only person who can cook for all these people. But you have not invested any time into cooking. And so now they're all starving to death left and right as you're struggling and rushing well, the,
1: to to cook. The difference, like, I mean, that's that is a different take on this. And I do want to. Like I said, I'm totally open to that. The one thing that's missing is, um, which I guess Mass Effect 2 didn't really do. So maybe I'm interjecting more, but I like the idea of making tough decisions, mm-hmm. um, where it's like, I'm sorry, like no one else can do this. Little Billy, you have to go <laughs> do this dangerous. Well, actually, thing. Mass Effect <laughs> 2 did
3: do that. Once once you get into that um, that final area, you have yeah. the you have the binary option to send person a or person b and that's where they can also die if you send the wrong person um so it well totally danish never that. did that so
0: he has no clue really.
3: <laughs> no they were all dead already so, <laughs> uh,
0: uh, so i have i have thoughts um, yeah. and they're yeah, good yeah. thoughts and i'm going to tell them to you now um, Excellent. so game starts you are some lone wanderer who shows up in a village and your background is unknown and maybe you have an amnesia because you're the the player um and everybody's like, hey, our town's fucked. Why do you even want to be here? <laughs> And since it's a video game, you, your character automatically says, I can unfuck your town. Let's do this. And so mm-hmm. the game starts with you sort of like stepping up as a leader, but with like pretty low stakes. It's like, okay, yeah. well, you guys suck at planting carrots. So here's what you should actually do on these carrots. And you suck at hunting. So let's spend a little time getting you better at hunting. And so you're, like, you're spending this sort of like leadership role trying to get good. townspeople just like – being a functioning non-stupid town um (laughs) and i think through that like watching like i I almost want it to be like they're super idiots right like 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 (laughs) oh like comically stupid because i think once once (laughs) like like they're playing like they're pulling carrots out and they're trying to use them for like firewood or something like they're not even (laughs) eating um and so, like once you get them like doing the right thing, I think that could give you like this really strong sense of like leadership and like connection to these. I just picture a bunch stupid... of Fall Guys beans just right, falling right. all over <laughs> each other. That's good. I mean, <laughs> because this kind they of reminds could. me of
3: the Red Dead Redemption Two. I, I think they did it in the first one as well, but Red Dead Redemption Camps. Two, especially where every time you learn a new mechanic, you're going off on like a little like hunting trip or something with this one person in your gang and so you build up those relationships really slowly over the course of the game and doing the same thing with fall guy beans is great yeah like they
0: can be like super cartoony or cute or like basically anything because i i like the more endearing i guess they are as a as a design the better so because uh, once the uh the horde rolls in and you realize oh now we gotta like you know, we have to we have to somehow pivot all this, all of these skills into, you know, something that's going to help us through this new thing that we didn't know was coming. Um, that I think that recontextualizes a lot of things, and you're and you're looking at your little Fall guys beans, and you're like, oh, they're not going to make it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes, <laughs> you know exactly. What I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh, I the the I guess the only question is like, the, the reason why another reason why Mass Effect works so well is because the whole game is the game of building relationships. Uh, Whereas I want this to be almost like 50-50, and I wonder if... Oh, um, I think
0: your first time... So I guess that's the next thing is like, the first time you do this, it should be like... like, Let's contextualize it. Let's say the reason why this town's getting invaded now is because you actually have elevated it a little bit. And they're sort of living under this reign of terror. And they're like, oh, that town... Which normally only like barely produces enough to get us off their backs is now like way overproducing. We got to knock them down a peg, and so like it's through your actions that it sort of triggers mm, this event so to happen. Cool. But I like um, that. maybe you're like because and it always sucks because it's like. Once, like once people know what this game is, right? Everybody's gonna know what it is. It's like it's not gonna be a surprise. Yeah. So you have to sort of like live in a bubble to get the best, most out of this game, which I guess is what happened to you in Mass Effect. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, so ideally, your first time out, you're like, yeah, we lost ninety five percent of our beans, <laughs> um, but now <laughs> me and the two slightly less idiot beans can move on to the next town, and maybe that's sort of like the context of like, I okay, like new town full of idiots. Um, I now have help from, like, one or two other beans that survived the last thing, maybe mostly by hiding. Um, but then we can – that's sort of the cycle of building them up and, like, trying to incorporate different skills into the buildup process until, like – Because y- your initial pitch is, like, yeah, you lose people and it feels bad, and that does work once. But if it's, like – if you just, like, always lose everybody, then – I don't I don't think I I mean
1: I, I wonder if it should be more like an FTL type thing where you just replay it and you see like what the there's there's maybe one or two like really good ways to do it where you can't where you don't lose anybody. Like if you assign the right people to the right job and like you build a relationship or you train them in the right way ahead of time and so maybe it's like something like that where you just try to perfect it. You just go back in time and you do it again. So
3: I, I'm going to disagree with that only because Matt introduced this idea of legacy characters following you yeah, through. And so, cool. you know, we were talking about... Um, you bring one having, of the guys back in time with you. Well, I mean, it's kind of similar to <laughs> you into the breach, right? But I mean, I, I like this this idea of, you know, you kind of like Bill and heading back to this feudal era on this, you know, fall guy bean planet and you're mm-hmm. going to help them like overthrow the rule of this Tyrant King, um, definitely can't relate to that in any way. And so, um, it's working itself out. So the idea too, of, of, recontextualizing stuff, right? Like maybe in the first village, you're teaching them to farm. And so like, you have these guys with hoes and they're like digging, you know, trenches to grow carrots and stuff. You have other people like sewing Ca- blankets carrots are and our things. only example I know. for how you farm. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But, but what I'm getting at is like, um, recontextualizing this. So like, you know, they're digging and then now they're built up Karate Kid style, all this arm strength. So now you give them clubs and they can fight. And so you've recontextualized yeah. this mechanic. The people sewing blankets, um, you realize in a pinch like, hey, we can do this with leather. Now we have a little bit of armor. And so the first town, you're doing nothing battle related, but by the time you get to this climax in the first town, you realize like, oh, these skills I've done, again Karate Kid style, are actually great combat things. And so when you go to the next town, you have like maybe you have one of the uh, farmers and he's now this like brute with a club and you have, um, you know, maybe this person fishing and you realize like, oh, that hand eye coordination is great for throwing spears. So you have a spear thrower and you have a club guy and you go to the next town. And so not only are you doing the farming stuff, this innocuous mechanic thing, but you can also start setting up these training camps and then you can introduce escalation and technological innovation on the part of the feudal system so yeah like having a club is great in the first two towns but when they start introducing like bows and arrows and stuff like now you have to pivot again well you're
1: see i don't know i'm not really interested in that that sounds more like just a civilization type game i like the first turn everything after the first turn doesn't well i I, know but let me
0: okay let me say the same thing jeff said but slightly different yeah um Uh (laughs) so i (laughs) so the uh the idea of yeah digging holes or using the gardening hose or whatever like it 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 feeds into something a little more combat related and the more they do that the more but like yeah yeah. i mean that's the that's that's from the ground yeah yeah Yeah, that's great um but i think there's a difference between like having a strong upper body that can swing a club and knowing how to effectively use a club in combat so i think you sort Mm -hmm. of need to separate those two things out because like, this progression should be like, okay, uh, we just, me and uh, uh, club, club club Steve, club, Boy. club <laughs> me and Club Boy, we've survived. We're the only two survived. Let's have Club Boy set up some training camps and everybody occasionally at the end of the day or whatever, they go into Club Boy's training camp. Like, Club Boy fucking still sucks at using a club. He's just got a big-ass forearm, right? So, like, <laughs> so they're just sort of swinging at it. But, like, they do get a little bit better. Um, sure so like once you get through this next phase and it's like okay we actually got a couple more people out of this now they can spend time like sparring and maybe that is like how they start building up but like the and i think jeff sort of hinted at this they're, maybe they're not doing the same thing every time you do this maybe you're like okay clubs are totally working and then these guys show up with bow and arrows and you're like clubs don't do anything
3: now mm-hmm. i lost mm-hmm. club steve i loved him so much that's that's mm-hmm. it right there yeah you i want carry a guy through to the next level and then they die not only do you have a connection from the first part of the game but you also have this like he's a survivor like we made not it together give up. and now he's gone mm-hmm. And what am I going to do?
1: Okay. I mean, yeah, you're, I think you're kind of convinced me a little bit. Like, as long as there's Bloodbath, that's, you know,
2: that's the name of the game. There's always going to be. Bath. A... <laughs> no, but the, the actually... Bloodbath
0: switches eventually, because eventually yeah. you have the army. You are the Bloodbather. <laughs> you, are the, you are the bathers of blood.
1: <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, no, uh, what I like is, I mean, I again, I was more into that first turn, but I do kind of like this idea of, it reminds me of, like, I don't know, Braveheart or something where, like, there's this army, this oppressive army and you're this villagers but then you have to go to the next town over and say, look look these guys are coming. let's prepare now that we we were on the front line, we took the brunt of it now we, we're now we are more knowledgeable and let's let's build it up and so you got to unite the clans, you know And yeah. so maybe that's part of it.
0: that's no that's good too, especially once you're able to sort of establish any kind of foothold. Um, but I guess I, my question to you is like you keep, you're you saying you're so into that first turn, but like what does what the game become after that? Because like the second you play that scenario out the first time it and you realize, oh, there's there's sort of a timer on this thing and we're going to get fucked up that yeah. the game change. You don't play the game the same ever again. So either right. either you right. reset and now people are not playing the game the same. They're like very focused on combat or we try to get this like looping progression thing going that i don't to me feels more natural but i if you've got something else
1: uh no i mean it's something else really it's 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 sort of um it's like in a moba where like you have your you're trying to i don't know maybe MOBA is not a good example but you're trying to min-max it in a way like yes it does kind of ruin the fiction of it that you know that's why i actually was kind of half joking with the back in time thing because your your character now is the is the player in that you know the future. Sure. And so it, it kinda works a little bit. But anyway, the the, the the point though is like you can't tell these villagers that there's this demonic horde coming, but you can secretly karate kid style train them. And so you are trying the best you can to train them uh in the time you have uh more the most efficiently and then in the battle use them the most efficiently. So are and are, you, are make, you
0: against legacy
1: characters? Uh no I think that I'm just explaining what like kind of because I thinking. I like the time travel if, mechanic so okay bringing the, guys back is cool let, bringing let me a couple like yeah
3: let me blow this out um so I've I've also been watching Star Trek Voyager again and I you know I, I I like sci-fi so I'm thinking what if there's this prime directive thing where you're actually on a planet and the opposing force is not some feudal system but like an alien invasion and You know, you do this farming stuff, you do, you know, whatever else you're doing, and then, you know, Club Steve is the only survivor, and you're actually going to another planet, and their society is not as advanced as you, and so, like, the knowledge of aliens and the knowledge of, like, the war to come is just going to be too much for them, and so, like, it's kind of forcing you into the Karate Kid-style training, I, where you don't want to let them know what's actually happening because if they did, like, there'd be panic or there'd be, like, um, you know, one of the classic next generation things is there's, this, like, a, a religious upheaval because the idea of aliens, even though you are telling them as an alien, is is somehow sacrilege.
0: So, yeah, I I was I was thinking something similar. I don't think you need to go to different planets, I, and I do like yeah. Danish's time travel thing, but, like, because Danish said demonic horde, you're, you're saying aliens, like, just something that's so, like, Bonkers that yeah. if you explain to them there's demons or there's aliens coming they're gonna be like they're either, they're either gonna be like hey this dude's fucking stupid we're not gonna yeah, listen to anything he's gonna yeah. say this is crazy yeah. or they're gonna be terrified and also just like try to hightail it out of there because they can't even uh, cook beans right or whatever right um, right so so yeah you do have to sort of like but that maybe that's a reveal too like like you do this first cycle and then you and uh, club Steve go back in time. And try to start up. By the way, there's two Club Steves now. I don't know how we handle that. But listen, you're gonna come back in time with me. But I, th- you I think have we handle it like this primer, mustache, right? <laughs> or you have to kill yourself. Um, but so your first inclination might be, yeah, we'll explain what's going on. And you see how that doesn't work out. And it's like, you've just like extra fucked yourself on this next cycle because now like nobody's even listening to you or they're all gone. And it's just you and Steve versus the horde.
3: (laughs) I I love this image I have in my head right now of every conversation you have on the second phase you always have the option to like tell them about the coming invasion, but like <laughs> that's like an instant fail. But you always have it there, kind of tempting you.
0: Does it does it ever turn though? Because it's at some point, like, can you only bring one person back with you, or can you just keep amassing people to bring back with you? I, I guess. think
3: you should you should amass people and like because I think eventually I, it's fun to win a game. Like, yeah, it's, that's it's not always going be to be fun to lose. So if you can eventually have an entire town's worth of people survive the first round then like it's more likely you'll survive the next round and and you kind of snowball in a positive direction
1: one of those min max things of like okay this whole time you're training your your townsfolk or while you're doing that you have to upgrade your time machine and like it's where do you put the points like do you want to make it so like more people can come back with you you that's
3: good i like that um Oh, I yeah, think, think choosing
1: th- to leave somebody
0: behind that you have potentially oh, yeah. grown to love. That's is... a mental bloodbath. <laughs> yeah, the mental yeah. bloodbath.
3: <laughs> the emotional bloodbath,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is cool. I mean, I think I don't think we need to do any more of this. Uh, one thing I'll end with is I'm going to... Have either of you played the very first uh, Infamous game on PS3?
0: No. Yeah. Wait, that's the one where you're like a uh, s- symbiote type. No, inf- no, no, no that's, that's prototype. prototype. That's Prototype. Infamous was the... Um, I only played. Second Oh no, I Sun. played Second Son. Yeah, that's the only one I played.
1: Okay, so I'm I'm gonna spoil the uh, ending of Infamous One. Uh, you are fighting this bad guy who's like, kind of causing destruction, and uh, he's sort of like, basically. I don't know. I can't remember how he like brings you into it, but he like basically forces you to fight him, and he, you know, you have to get these powers to keep up with him and that sort of thing. Turns out. The big twist ending is the bad guy is you from the future training yourself for a big war to come. That's pretty I thought that that's cool. pretty cool. damn good. That's some so, John Connor shit. So, yeah, and so that's, this is kind of the town equivalent of that. Um, but anyway, <laughs> infamous town edition.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. They're unrecognizable. They they've they've uh they've modified their bodies so much they can't even They can't even recognize (laughs) themselves anymore. (laughs) Honestly, that's how you could
3: solve the two club Steve's. Yeah. Is that he's just
0: unrecognizable. Yeah, maybe eventually, but the first time yeah. you got to be like, "All right, Club Steve, here's the thing: you are going yeah. to have to go kill yourself in your sleep, <laughs> no, so that you can integrate back into the town." It's
3: it's no, the, he has to be a different identity. There's no the, way we're gonna. <laughs> it's the Clark Kent thing. Like he's grown a beard now. Like yeah, he couldn't exactly. possibly be the same person. I think because that's an he, option. This, this guy has a beard. <laughs> an
1: option. But this is bloodbath, oh, so baby. No, okay. So you. This is so stupid. You, if you kill others, if Steve kills Steve too. Uh, it's Wait, like the one rules where he absorbs his energy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and that that's that could be a tactical <laughs> choice. That's actually good. I like that. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good.
3: So so uh, it's not a time machine. You're actually traveling through the multiverse. Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: well, I mean, it's the, I mean, it's the in same this case, function, it's right? In this one, case, it's the same yeah. thing, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah.
3: All, All right. right. Well, someone, someone should, should make this. this.
0: Someone should make this.
3: Awesome. That's, that's good. Mine my, my kind of plays into some... Into some similar themes. Um, so, do you guys remember? It was like seven, eight years ago. Now, the Old Guard came out on Netflix. Yeah.
2: Oh
0: my God. <laughs> it was. It's weird because that that is so clearly not when it came out. But I was still like, no, it's only been like two years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you guys remember? Like five years ago, when Half Life Alex came out. I know. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Uh, so that one game of the year last year, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anyway i can't um, think of any other Jeff. games last so, year or so so this
3: idea of immortality uh was in my head and i'm thinking like okay you know there's a moment in time when you become immortal i know we all we and all get there and mm-hmm. when that happens your body is essentially like frozen in that state so any damage, about
0: vampire rules
3: well i mean kind of right but this is this is I have to go through this to make this game make sense.
2: Sure. Um, Okay.
3: These are We're we're getting some Jeff rules on. (laughs) (laughs) This is the philosophy behind it. So like Jaw Rule it (laughs) in, uh, in every piece of media where like a person's body, like their state, their youth is frozen in time. That's the only thing that's frozen in time. But I'm thinking, what about their brains? Like if they were truly frozen in time, they would not be able to form new memories and they would be stuck forever As like beans. unaware like all they would have is very short-term memory and be, and then their body Mentos. would correct it and then they would go back to their initial state so
0: i mean you could you could i'm gonna i'm gonna say these are jeff rules because yep. you could like if if you're getting really specific about what you're saying they just become like
3: a, a potato like they can't do right it. right so you so need that, something I'm, I'm allowing a little bit of short term yeah. in here for that reason so um this is where my game starts it is uh, super hot meets kind of the world is your weapon, um, which is this game where like you can pick up anything and use it as a weapon. And the reason is because super hot, you're in these like discrete scenarios, but then this like immortality thing means that you start each scenario with a new weapon, but you do not know how it works. So you have to quickly figure out how it works so that you can defeat Everything, And I think Danish is going to like this because I'm envisioning it as VR. So you're like physically interacting with buttons and switches on this, this weapon, trying to figure out what does what as fast as you can. So you can use it against these enemies.
1: I feel like we've covered this a little bit before. I think we, we had something like this and we had said, Oh, we have to set it in the future because no one, you know, humans playing video games don't know how future weapons work. So it's like, it, it closes the gap of like right. the narrative so this would be
3: pre- like a randomly generated weapon essentially like where the different switches and things all have different functions you know boot up sequences for different weapons like always different every scenario so
1: i i guess what's the game then except for this like i understand this one like feature of it but right it's it's super
3: hot but instead of guns and throwing objects you have this like random weapon that you have to figure out how to use oh okay
0: okay so so i'm yeah i was i was thinking like i pick up a sword and i have to learn how to use a sword
3: no no no, but maybe it's a weird future sword with a button on it for some reason because this like the random generation is my fix for the player knowing how things works
0: Right. I mean, I guess the sword with the button still works because you're going to be like, what the fuck does button do? But I think the important thing is eventually the sword should break probably fairly quickly so that you are forced to grab another
3: weapon and figure that out, right? Because otherwise, mean, I, I just, wasn't even I, thinking like, like even if they were melee weapons, like like let's say you have this big tube and it's got- it would be few, like lightsabers
1: you have to figure out how to turn on. Right, like right.
3: stuff like that where, yeah- it's it's a melee weapon, so in essence, you're just going to be swinging it around, but you don't know how to get it into that state yet. And then for projectile weapons, it obviously can be as complicated as you want it to be.
0: Yeah, I guess my my point is more like, may, maybe I'm maybe I'm reading too much into your like short term memory thing, but like, uh, I want I like the to me it seems like the point of randomly generating the weapon functionality and the short term memory thing is like the player is always trying to figure out how stuff works. Yes. So if I pick up, if you give me. The lightsaber with an intense boot up sequence or whatever. I do learn that, and then I have it, and then it sort of undermines this idea. Like once I have, but it's only good
3: for that scenario. So, well, that's why I am saying like it breaks
0: or something. Like I can get a few kills, and just like in super hot, they they drop their weapon and it flies towards you or whatever. Um, Yeah, and like maybe there is a thing where uh, you can sort of see what they're doing to use it. So, like maybe. You get oh yeah a absolutely. Bit of information out of there that's
3: cool because you know I'm, I'm thinking about like those those scenes where like you know the old guard like the film opens up with them walking into a room and then there's all these guards that come out so what if the, like each level starts like halfway through that the guards are standing there you don't know how you got into this room you're holding something they're holding something and that's each
1: level i gotcha um yeah that's pretty cool so it's it's a Mad scramble. It's almost like a, note, a keep talking, no one explodes. But it's getting the gun to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except I guess you'd have to figure it out yourself. You don't have someone telling you. Um, one thing that's kind of interesting about this idea is that let's say you have this weird object that has a different buttons. I, I Honestly, I swear we've done this idea before because I, as I was about to, s- to say what I'm saying, I could have sworn I've said this before. But anyway, <laughs> um, you have a series of buttons and you, you hit one of them and you just like something weird happens, like a bubble appears around you for two seconds and disappears and you don't know what it does. And then you realize, okay, then you have something else where it shoots this thing out and uh, nothing happens. And then you realize, oh, I got to shoot the thing out and then do the bubble. And it's like this weird techno grenade thing. You know, it's like pieces that, and maybe like you never figure that out, but you realize, oh shit, if I run up to a guy, hit my bubble, they'll just like disintegrate around me. And so you could never figure out the grenade throwing part and just use the weapon this way uh, and so there's could be like different tiers of figuring things out that actually are kind of like different weapons. I like that.
0: I like that you, a lot. You, you know what I was thinking too is uh, one of the cool things about Half-Life Alex is the first time you hold a gun in that game it feels it feels like almost bad, right? Like because you don't really know like they tell you how to use it and you do it and it's like it's kind of slow um, oh yeah you, know and you get better and better yeah right and they, they they they're like okay eject the cartridge by pushing this button and then pop back in there and use the slide and do that stuff and you, and you do those things all very deliberately and then by the end of the game when you need to reload it's like pop, pop 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 and you're you're back in action right yeah um but so like maybe maybe the short-term memory thing is i don't know maybe part of me likes getting away from that and you have this scenario of uh from the the old guard where you sort of just, like, wake up. Like, what if that is the thing? Is like, you have been killed. The game starts. You've been killed. You wake up. And this is your, like, new memory. So you don't know anything. And the weapons are mm-hmm. all weird. And it's almost like, okay, you got 50 guys around you. You have no idea what you're doing. Here's a weapon. Uh, can you even survive? Probably not. Like, you don't know anything. So, like, you get a gun. And like Danish said, it's a weird bubble techno uh, grenade gun. You can't use it at all. Maybe almost immediately you get shredded. Um, mm-hmm. But then, again... You're gonna wake up eventually, and so like the game is just waking up at these different stages, which is like uh, story-wise a little ridiculous. Like they're just dragging you into new rooms and be like, "Oh no, they woke <laughs> up again." But like, yeah. whatever. oh no,
1: you do it like uh, uh, okay. I was gonna say you do it like M- Memento, where you like, the whole game plays out backwards in little like vignettes. But anyway, it doesn't matter.
0: Um, I wonder if we can make that. Work. That's, anyway, that's
1: interesting.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of how to make
0: that because like because well, maybe. Well,
1: Like it's a narrative thing that that solves the dragging your body thing. That's all. That's why.
3: Yeah. I mean that that's interesting because you can start with the game. Like, like you said, you wake up in this room, there's 50 guys around you. You don't know how to use your weapon. You die. Then you wake up earlier. You have that same weapon, but you also have another weapon. And like each time, like you kind of have a little bit of familiarity because you used it in the future and you're going back in time, but like, you're also getting new options that can do crazy things. If you take the time to learn it.
1: All right, I have a different take on. I, I kind of agree with Matt in that it would be really cool to get very good at the weapon, yeah. you know, Which it, you can't do if it keeps randomizing. Okay, so check this out. Your your immortality is, and the narrative doesn't matter, but it's more technology based. Let's say like altered carbon shit, whatever. Okay. And so, mnemonic style, you got to jack into your brain to do shit. What if uh, there is a like auxiliary memory unit, and what it amounts to is all the weapons are randomizing because you're not you're not you're not learning them. But if you really figured something out, you're like, oh, this weapon is badass. I have to remember this. You like jack in. You plug it into your brain, and you're trying to like download that memory so that it fixes in time. Like that. Then, if you successfully do this, that specific weapon will no longer randomize anymore. And because you have now learned. Oh, it. I, I see.
3: Okay. Yeah, kind of like the uh, the tattooing
1: in Memento. yes, in yeah kind of like that yeah. so okay so, so your tattoo the randomization
0: is just sort of symbolic of your forgetting yes. how something works and exactly. you can force so, yourself to remember
3: so this is cool because um you know i was thinking like this game is essentially like replay value the game the way i originally thought of it but what this does is it makes it more like campaign focused and so like you can remember like you can learn a weapon and then memorize it you know with whatever mechanic And then you have that for the rest of that campaign. But if you reroll the campaign, everything's randomized again. So you're still learning it. So there's like, it's kind of best of both worlds in that way. We did a
0: similar idea. I think it was with Jeff's or I don't remember whose idea it was. It was, it was a gunsmith. Yes. And the idea was like kind of, it it was like, maybe that's what you were thinking of, Danish. we had the gunsmith thing. Probably was was like randomized guns or like, it wasn't really, you were making the guns. You were making stuff and the different, uh, uh, variables would change drastically how the gun works. Yeah. Um, and sort of similar to that i would like to see like when everybody has finished whatever the campaign of the game is if there even is one but like you've sort of like spent all this time locking in like your Mm -hmm. preferred weapons or your preferred loadout can you then take that into like some sort of multiplayer scenario
3: and be like (laughs) like our holy shit what fucking gun did you end up with that's cool that's i I like like that that a lot lot. yeah kind of um Mm. Yeah, just like a cage fight mode or something where like yeah. you and four other people pop in with your favorite weapons. Yeah, that one
1: guy's be... like just teleporting all over the place. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. It, it yeah. Would, the
0: fuck. It would just be like yeah. overpowered, like intentionally super overpowered shit by the end of it. And I it's love like, this. It's almost not. It's like not even uh, competitive. It's just
3: let's see what other
0: crazy shit people came
3: up right. with during. That yeah, game. yeah,
0: yeah. Um, it, it's it's yeah. kind of like a,
3: you know, like your head cannon when you think about like you know okay, pick three X-Men and have them all fight. Like just the kind of grandiose nature that takes in your head versus what you would see in like a comic or, or film. This is kind of capturing that magic.
0: Yeah. Now that I think of it, like I almost don't want it to be competitive at all. Like maybe it is, maybe it is just like a, uh, like a horde mode that you just get to drop in with other yeah, people yeah. and just see how you can shred the AI as much as that's, possible.
3: That's cool. I I mean, I'm always up for
1: cooperative versus PVP. So yeah. Uh, this is great. Uh, someone should make, someone this. Should make this. Someone should make it. I want to say that, uh, gunsmith and now this because it's pretty similar it's it's still one of the games i feel like it's such a no-brainer like someone has to make it gunsmith is so easy it's the design wise like the concept of it's so clean because we
0: always imagine is like gunsmith i thought was
3: like maybe i'm not remembering i thought it was sort of like a top down
1: so like there were, there were H-
2: two style game
3: there were two modes to it um there you you are the gunsmith and you're fashioning things for heroes. I know we changed yeah. a little bit of it's that. It's like shopkeeper. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like, um, yeah, like a shopkeeper thing, but then there's also kind of a moonlighter aspect to it where you could go out and you could like test yeah. the weapons or something. Yeah. Cause you and, need to go
0: get like materials and shit for your. Right. Game.
3: You had to, you had to find materials and junk to put We're together. doing this episode over again. I, I know. Well, I no, mean, yeah, I, that was one of my every, favorites too. And
1: we took yeah, it to I, a really cool I urge cool everyone to go back and uh, look at that. Whatever episode that was. Uh, so Matt, what do you got?
0: we're like an hour and 20 minutes in this episode.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's, you know what? I think th- these are too good. We can end it. Do you Matt, want me to you give to you a, a little, a little, uh, little oh, do a, peek, a
0: little sneak peek? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I can't do that one because that's the sneak peek is my whole idea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just give us one word. One word. Uh, RPM. That's actually three words, but it RPM is.
1: It. Okay. Okay. So tune in like next that. week for RPM. I guess so. Oh God, I got to flush this out. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So uh, who's got some recos this week? Oh, recos.
0: I have a reco. Yeah. It's Technology Connections on YouTube. Um, I can't find the guy's name. I looked I looked all over it. I, think it. I think it might be Alec based on the Patreon page, but maybe somebody else wrote it. Um, he's this guy who just like really does a good job at finding things like everyday things that you've probably seen and been like, hmm, I wonder how that works. And just like explaining exactly how these things work. Um, so like uh a few examples are like uh how does a cart like a electric car charger work and like it's kind of it's it's a lot more interesting than it sounds because it that's actually a really uninteresting thing um and he explains how like everybody thinks that this is this really complicated thing and it's actually super nothing um let's see look
1: i saw one that he did on how sub how like uh subtitles are broadcast over tv and so like back in the 80s 90s like they introduced uh some accessibility like standards, and so TV broadcasts over the air had to uh, support subtitles that you can turn on and off. And the way that they solved that problem was pretty genius. And, uh, yeah, and there's cool.
0: there's another one. I think this might have been the first one that I ever uh, looked into or that I came across. Was uh, he does an episode on space heaters and how you go to the huh. store and they're all like, "This is the best space heater. It it it'll it'll heat up like a." 40 room mansion and this one this one does 10 (laughs) rooms and blah 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 and then he looks at them and like every single one of them has the exact same power output with like some slight (laughs) variations in there and he's basically he's just like yeah these all do exactly the same thing there's there's certain things that they might do to sort of help their heat heating but they're almost across the board like Energy's energy, and if you're putting out the same amount of energy, you're putting out the same amount of heat. Like, this is kind of what that boiled down to. It's been a while, so I'm, there's more to it than that. Yeah, that's um, it's yeah. interesting, though. Just really interesting stuff on like kind of really mundane topics, I guess. That is called technology is. connections. Awesome. Very cool.
3: Um, speaking of connections, uh, I have a technology connection with my Chrome browser oh. called... It's, yeah, it's an extension. Um, and we've done one before with FakeSpot, but this one is for fitness and it's called uh, WFH or work from home wake up. And what it does is you set your work day in the app and then you set the interval and whether it's half an hour, an hour, whatever. And every time that interval comes around your Chrome browser gets taken over by this app and it tells you to do three different exercises or stretches or whatever. And uh, oh, it's good. been a really great way to remind myself to you know, do something physical while I'm sitting at my desk at home. That's good. Because fitness is crazy hard. Um, and Mindy and I actually started doing this ourselves before we found the the extension where just like every hour on the hour, I would make us both stop and I would time us on, you know, a few different exercises, doing some reps of those. Um, it's great. And uh, there's a free trial. Uh, unfortunately, it does cost $4 to fully unlock. But,
0: um, $4 for an extra year on this earth.
3: Right. Uh, Maybe you don't want that these days, but (laughs) you know,
0: (laughs) for, for most people, it might might be
3: worth it. Yeah. I don't know. It's been, it's been really great. We both been using it.
0: Awesome. I'm going to look that up because I I need, I need something else going on. My whole routine has been play pistol whip at lunchtime and that's it.
1: (laughs) Uh, Cool. Mine. Um, speaking of connections, oh, <laughs> oh, is uh, connect with your fellow humans uh, via a watch party feature. So, watch parties obviously are the big thing because that's how people can actually hang out and do something, watch stuff together. Um, other different like services have their own ones built in. Uh, Amazon and Hulu, I believe, have ones built in. Netflix doesn't yet, um, but there is a website slash service called scener s-c-e-n-e-r dot com and it's a free website that lets you just uh you know you have to to create an account and stuff but it's all free and it works with every single service um hbo amazon disney plus like everything even like vimeo and youtube which is actually pretty unique and it's got a very very slick ui where it has all the features you'd want. You can either voice chat or text chat or have video. Um, It actually has better control over it uh, where if the host pauses it, it pauses the video for everybody else, which uh, I think like Amazon doesn't do, I don't think. And you can fast forward and stuff. So it's great, scener.com. Every year I set up a sort of film festival at work and this is the uh, app that I'm going to be using to do that. And uh, a quick reco of what to watch. There's a movie coming out soon called The Wolf of Snow Hollow, which I'm really looking forward to. It's a very indie sort of uh, crime investigation horror movie. Such a weird a small...
0: sequel to Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. They went real uh, different. Yeah. It's like alien to aliens. <laughs> um, yeah, so And it's actually uh, Robert Forrester's last movie, which I'm a huge fan of Robert Forrester. You know him from you know, Better Call Saul and Jackie Brown. And uh, it stars Jim Cummings, who is another favorite of mine. He did a movie called Thunder Road, which is uh, awesome. You should check it out on Amazon. So, Scenor.com, Wolf of Snow Hollow is coming out, and uh, check those both out. And that will do it for this week's episode of Someone Should Make This. Uh, you can uh, tweet at us at at MakeThisPodcast, and it would help us out if you gave us a rating on iTunes.
0: Also we have like a Twitch and a YouTube and stuff. Those are also called Someone Should Make This. And so if you have any comments or game ideas or your own or think one of our ideas already exists, you can also email us at someone should make this podcast at gmail.com. Danish is just holding a finger up, he has
1: something really important to I say. Just, yeah, I wanna say that uh, we are playing observation right now on Twitch. Well Danish is playing it's me and Dan such are a rad game, yelling at each other. Yeah, it's I'm trying to concentrate solving these mysteries on this spaceship. While Dan and Matt are arguing semantics about words, important, important
0: space semantics. The game's the uh, game's radical though. It's uh, yeah, really interesting.
2: Yeah, you yeah, can check out check the first
3: vod on YouTube right now or on Twitch. Yeah, yeah, those are, uh, someone should make this. Someone should make this. Uh, same might. with our subreddit. Someone should make th- oh yeah, we have a subreddit. Someone should make this. Someone should make this. Uh, thank you to Mariachi <laughs> Entertainment System for letting us use their music for our theme song. You can hear more of their music at mariachi
1: Until next week, we've done the hard part. So much to make it. I knew you were gonna do a fast one.
3: (laughs) After after party
0: party after party.
3: So. I want to talk about Genshin Impact. I know that what is Danish,
1: Genshin you, Impact?
3: Jeff? You kind of scuffed it. Breath at of the it. Wild
1: ripoff. So no, it's um, a wild. Wow that's or what, what everyone says. I don't. I have, I have no idea. It's
3: it's really funny. I did not follow this at all, but apparently Genshin Impact has been getting shit uh, pre-release for looking like a Breath of the Wild clone. Yeah. And now that it's out, it's very clearly not that. I can think and of getting good ways reviews that you can right?
0: make Breath of the Wild better. So maybe it's well.
3: Like, I mean, right off the bat,
0: whether well, there's a Ubisoft degrade. one. Oh, we're done. Yeah. Now, Jeff, I'm looking at this title, and it's not the most appealing to somebody. No, no. It's
3: it's um it's definitely anime, yep. but it's probably one of the least anime anime games I've played recently. Um, now,
0: on a scale of zero to ten, uh, how <laughs> anime this image is?
3: It's fifteen. <laughs> the title is okay. So this this game. Ugh, this game is weird but yeah the gameplay is a little less anime so it's okay so take breath of the wild and then add on like a party-based rpg like real-time combat like action rpg so you can switch between four characters at will and it's like hack and slash gameplay you have some magic spells and stuff it's like ability based with cooldowns um but it's like kind of it's almost like a breath of the wild mod that like dramatically changes the game. But then it does a couple things I hate, which is um it's a free to play game and it has gotcha pon stuff, like it's got um random rolls and and like you collect party members and and stuff like that which I hate. Uh but like the weapon system is cool. You can upgrade them, you can like merge duplicates of the same weapon to make them stronger and like change their passive effects. You can do all this cool stuff kind of in a Breath of the Wild wrapper. And I, I tried it out because people were talking about it. And I'm glad I did because it is surprisingly fun to play. Um, but like always in the background, it's got like weird free to play mechanics kind of floating around. Uh, like it's got a bunch of different currencies and stuff, which I hate. But man, I'm I'm conflicted about this game, but I'm mm-hmm. playing this game. Yeah, I was going to say There's I can too much to this or there not. There's too much to play. I, I can't, can't tell if I like it or not either, but yeah. I'm enjoying
1: playing it. It's I'm going to wait for the uh, Gods and Monsters, whatever it's called, Rise of the Phoenix now. Uh, yeah. That's the, the Breath of Wild-like that I'll probably dig into.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that as well. What other games are there right now, Danish?
2: Because we ball- we've lunky, all been playing Star Wars. There's,
1: I, I want to play the new Crash Bandicoot 4. Uh, oh, I heard Squadrons came that. out. Oh, man, I'm Crash. still kind of touching Rogue Legacy 2 here and there. Um, I, I, I want to, I still actually actively want to play Avengers. So there's like, there's too many games.
3: Yeah.
0: Avengers is one of the, Avengers is definitely going to be a, a fine wine.
1: Yeah, you're right. That's, that's like, true. Like the so. longer,
0: I... the longer you let that one go,
3: <laughs> it's like the better <laughs> for sure. So um. I... I finished controls DLC and I was thinking about going back and playing Horizon Zero Dawn's DLC at some point. Same um, for me. The both next of those. Consoles. Yeah. Um, Control was like Control is still game of the year last year for me. Um, I'm
0: t- trying to get a goddamn graphics card so I can play Control with reflections. Turned I know, on. right? I um, well, that's it. what I was
3: getting at. Is I'm wondering if like waiting until next gen to play Avengers would be better since you're gonna have better performance. Like, hopefully, like not. Did they get say those it's bugs. coming to next gen?
1: I mean, regardless I it if it
3: is, it should be backwards compatible. Almost everything, yeah, and they have like yeah, boost yeah. mode or
0: whatever where it actually right. runs better. For so For some kind of thinking titles.
3: about that. That's
0: not yeah. a bad thought. Um, I mean, it is on PC as well. Um, so I mean, if you really want to oh, make it is. sure it was as good as possible, that might be the way. Yeah, to whenever go. we get our cards. Yeah, that's not gonna happen, man. We uh, did. Were Were you guys, Jeff? You were there with me. Danish, I feel like you aren't really I was just kind of on that.
1: the sidelines a little bit. I was just kind of skimming your conversation.
0: Yeah, so there was this uh, there was this Reddit post by, it's like the
3: uh, Aros? It was a menu.
0: Aros was the, I don't know how you
3: say Yeah, it. Yeah, it, it was the Gigabyte Aros, which yeah. is like a super premium card. Apparently it's got an LED screen on the side where you can put GIFs and stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, oh like what the hell? I totally don't care about any of that. I just want a freaking
0: <laughs> card at this point. But uh, they have like a community manager, which seems like, I mean, maybe they all do, but somebody who was actually in like a subreddit talking to people. And he was like, um, he was like, yeah, guys, this is, we are, we're launching this card uh, tonight or I don't know how early he said at six thirty, or no, at first it was like at six. Um, so, so be there. And everybody's like, Oh my God, finally like one of these companies is just telling us what's going to happen um, so that we have a freaking fighting chance against all the people using bots. Um, so he, he's like, Uh, On top of that, use this link. Just refresh this link. It should automatically like dump the card into your, um, into your uh, uh, shopping cart. Your cart, yeah. 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 Uh, Um, This
3: link, by the way, says MSI MSI, in the the URL. And he's like, no,
0: no, it's fine. It's gonna redirect. We're just like some people are saying they're doing that to like throw bots off or something. Um, and uh, so anyway, it's starting to get close to six. It turns out uh, he writes, uh. Okay, it's going to be 6.30. We're having a little bit of a delay, but it's still dropping at 6.30. Uh, Six o'clock rolls around, and it seems like every other card manufacturer on the planet decided to release their cards. There were
3: three cards dropped which is, at 6 p.m.
0: Yeah, which is more than usual. Um, and so I was caught off guard because I wasn't really paying that much attention because it's 6.30, and I think a lot of people were in that boat. Uh, but that's kind of fine. I, like Retrospectively, I probably should have so checked I, that time I anyway. I got
3: a card in my cart from that 6 p.m. drop. Uh, which marks the second time I've had a card in my cart, Matt. You and I both yeah, we've had out, no. founders editions from Nvidia and sat on a loading screen for, for checking out for like for an like, hour.
0: It was just broken.
3: I left it up for two hours before I I backed out. Um, <laughs> it wasn't gonna happen. But um, uh, so we've been coming so close.
0: Yeah. So um, so that but happened, anyways. and everybody was like, "Was that the drop? Did did this dude just screw us? Was that the drop?" And you know apparently it was not their drop was still gonna happen at 6 30 uh it and here's the thing like this is like people on a twitch channel that is constantly streaming update status on pages on whether or not they have stuff like all like trying to figure out what like it is the lengths that you have to go to to get a, a product it's just it's kind of sickening in a way um but uh so anyway, like, like 630 is it's, it's coming up. Everybody's like, like refreshing. It's like, you know, it's like 628. Everybody's just like hammering the page. Uh, mm-hmm. The uh, new page goes down. It's, it's about to go down. It's going real slow. Apparently at that point, the, the guy from Oros or whatever, however you say it, um, was like, oh, there's been a miscommunication. This is the right link. Uh, this is the one you want to use, but nobody saw it because everybody was just hammering the refresh button because it was so close to. um. So basically like I, you know, who knows everybody was blaming this guy. I think he was probably just trying to do the best he could, but with bad information, but uh, yeah. uh, yeah, like, like nobody got one. I, I, I never saw a card pop up is like, so, I think they yeah. all went to bots. It's so this is the thing that show.
3: I was reading about it on like PC gamer or something like that, or it might've even been a smaller site than that. Um not only was that link wrong, but the card never went up on NVIDIA's site via like a searchable link. So like I was refreshing RTX 3080 in stock on the like, Newegg not main idiot. page.
0: I'm sorry? It it went up on
3: Newegg. Right right. So I'm on Newegg and I'm I'm refreshing the search and I'm also refreshing the link they gave us. Um but apparently the card never appeared on that search until after because yeah like, i was the, i was running the search right I didn't so that link the only way you could get that card is if you had this new link that he put up or you were a bot and since nobody had the new link in time only bots got this card like, like you, you got, couldn't even search for such, it until like i think i finally saw it like five ten minutes later it finally popped up yeah boy i really want to spend all my money they won't let me it's, uh, it's crazy. It is. I, I'm still flabbergasted that three weeks on, there's not a better system for this. Like, a simple raffle system where you just sign up with your email and, like, first available card, like, you get an email if you win, you know, whatever random thing. Like, that would be so much better on all these websites than racing bots, because at least it would be random. Yeah, I'd go for random.
1: I feel like... Uh, it's going to take longer for to get for you to get these than it did for me to randomly get my Hamilton tickets.
3: Oh, I, I got. Bet. I had Hamilton tickets through a through one of Mindy's theater connections, but then we went again like a month or two later, just from the the, the
1: raffle. The lottery. How long yeah. did it take you, Danish? Actually, it, it took me three months, so I'm, I'm exaggerating. It's, I mean, you'll probably three months, I,
3: maybe. Uh, yeah. So my my goal in October is to get a thirty eighty, and. I'm I'm kind of putting. I'm I'm still watching the PS5s, but I put that on the back burner. I just want a PS5 by December first. That's my goal. Um, so like that's kind of where I'm. I'm trying to space all these things out because I'm seeing how fucking miserable it is to get these.
0: Is there is there a solution? Is there like a real solution? Like because even a raffle kind of sucks, right? Because right, you know.
1: Well, I think Ticketmaster. You put in an actual line based on like when you clicked on it. You know, like a queue.
3: Or sure, like even something like that where it is. Like, like if you have to put your email address in and then you're in the queue and then you just get an email when it's available, like to me, that's better. Even if I have to wait for, you know, 8000 people to go through, like, At least I mean that's one thing. Oh, you know what I heard? And the same article where they were talking about how the link didn't show up on Newegg itself. They were saying Newegg only had 36 cards in stock.
0: Yeah, and I keep hearing that, but that just seems like I, I had such a hard time you... believing that. Like, I don't know, yeah. like what? I, I really don't know. Like, I, what is the volume on this sort of thing? I have no clue. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's it's weird because you get stuff put into your cart, and that used to mean that you have it. it, 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 there, it there'd be like a timer to something. on something.
3: It. it used to mean put something in your cart. And no, you're, you're right. You would have like <laughs> a five minute timer to check out once it was in your cart. <laughs> yeah, but it that's was,
0: it was yours. In why your did cart. they get rid of that? I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if somebody was... I would have had three cards right now. I if so many cards, putting like them that. up on eBay making money. Oh, no, we're the problem. But, <laughs> no, that is the problem. Is like, There's there's nothing... It doesn't seem like any... like, It doesn't seem like
3: there's anything in place to stop the shady part of all this. If we could get everybody who wants a card and hasn't been able to get them, and I know this is impossible because, you know, greed and wealth and all this other stuff, but if we could get everybody to go to those resellers and just bid half the price, half Whoa. the retail price of those cards and only that amount. And then like, they'd be either forced to not sell them in which case they've wasted their money or sell them at half price and take a loss on it. That would be kind of awesome, but it's, good. it would be impossible to coordinate. They're doing it with bots. I think no, no, I'm talking about the resellers, like going on eBay and having everybody. Is bid eBay half the,
1: price. still the number one, like reseller when it comes to this sort of stuff. Or is there other avenues for it?
0: I don't know. It's, pr- it's probably still eBay, I would
1: imagine. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Uh, it just to me, the thing that I always say is like, you shouldn't, I don't know. eBay should have rules where it's like, you can't sell something until 30 days after it comes out or whatever. Or like, if you do, it has to be a, a cap on how much people can pay for it. Like, that's what's solved.
0: $1,600.
3: $1, Jesus. For, a,
0: for what?
1: For a 3080 right now.
0: Yeah, 80, so that's
3: yeah. that's over half the or over double price.
0: And there's thirty nine people watching it. Now is this people bidding them up to unreasonable prices? Because I know that is a thing that's going on. Um
1: people people are like <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that's part of it. Up. Yeah. Um and, but they're, and again, they're doing like, it on purpose whole... so that they like get fucked up. Uh I have to I mean, I don't know if this is it's horrible, but I don't know how horrible it is. But in college I had a friend who would um sell like bootleg cds of different concerts of bands and things and that has got to be the worst quality
0: thing to listen to
1: what oh yeah the ones he sold weren't but yes it could be pretty bad but anyway he would sell them on ebay and uh i'd be his accomplice to gouge the price up and if i wanted then i would just give you'd
3: be the the plant
1: uh, yeah i'd be be the guy be like oh i'd play
3: i'd pay ten dollars for that
1: yep (laughs) wow what a great deal I was the uncut (laughs) gems father-in-law. Oh man!
2: Uh, Yeah.
1: So
3: Danish, the friends you have, like, I—I mean, with all this (laughs) aftermarket buying you've been doing, I'm—I'm just—I have to reevaluate some things. I
1: will just say again that the way that I got the PS5 was an accidental uh, (laughs) bot-related event, (laughs) and that person is not my friend.
0: Still got that PS5 though. Yeah, you
1: did. Well, I'm not gonna say I got it until I got it, so we'll see. Yeah, I'm still kind of thinking I'm there's some chance I might not get it. Because when I was in college, he, he may good. be he may be arrested. <laughs> That's
0: true. <laughs> I did a shady when I was in college. Um, you did a shady. What I did, did I did a shady. I sat in line for like three days for a PlayStation. Th- would it have been a three. Must have been three. three. Yeah. yeah. The uh, the Tyson Grill. Yeah, just so I could sell it, and I made seven hundred dollars. I had a friend
2: do you Look, wait in if line
0: you were with me when the Wii in came line, out.
1: You were allowed to do it. Sure, eh, um, it's
0: that's... it's a spot that could have went to like a kid or something. I don't feel super cool about it. No,
1: it's not good. You're still a horrible person. But I'm yeah, just yeah. saying that it's be- it's better than a bot. It's, it's so way better
0: than a bot. Mind. It's like, if I, I had a fucking like robot sitting in line for me, I didn't even do anything. <laughs> yeah. that That's how it should bad. be.
3: You should have to build a physical robot to stand <laughs> in line at a, at a brick and mortar store. <laughs> <use> it, <laughs> and,
1: and it looks just like you. It's like phenomenal. Yeah. It has to pass it's, the and, Turing test. I'm, I'm envisioning
3: yes. the, the robot us from bogus journey. <laughs> like just like hacked together from home Depot stuff station. And then
1: um, you can rob banks after that. Right.
3: So, <laughs> Jesus. Um, so I waited in line for a Wii at Best Buy on the midnight launch and a friend of mine did too. And he got one and his whole idea was he would he was going to sell it. Um, the problem with the Wii launch, and this is before this internet bullshit. Um, this I mean, the internet, internet existed, but, existed, but the bullshit around reselling wasn't a thing really. Um, there were so many Wiis at launch that my 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 brother who bought like two or three of them in person couldn't sell them and ended up selling them at retail price. And my friend who got one, Decided that he didn't want it. He gave it to his brother. His brother didn't want it, so he ended up selling it for retail price. What? Um, for the
1: Wii launch?
0: For the Wii, yeah. That doesn't Weird. make any sense. Everybody wanted a Wii. Everyone yeah, wanted a Wii, but there were plenty of them months. at that That's, point.
2: That I, got a, sense I got a
0: good Wii story too. Actually, another shady Let's that do I did. it. It wasn't really yeah. shady. This this was a this is an accident, but it was a bad
3: accident.
1: Oh um,
0: I uh I had a uh I probably shouldn't have said it was an accident. It kind of ruins the story. I had a, I had a Wii and I was going to sell it because I wanted it for, I don't know, who knows why I was, I, and it was just like, it was just, it was, this was just a Wii that I had used. I didn't want anymore. I was going to put it on eBay and try mm-hmm. to make a couple of bucks. There's nothing shady about that. Um, <laughs> and I had a friend who um, I was telling him, I was like, yeah, I just w- I just want some extra money. I, I probably had something in mind that I wanted to buy. I don't know. Maybe it was a graphics card. That sounds about right. Um, <laughs> and, uh, And he goes, oh, well, I have have an Xbox 360, and I've always wanted to play the Wii. Do you want to do a swap? And I was like, yeah, totally. Like, why not? I I could probably get more for the 360 anyway. Um, So I didn't say that, should have, because he did not uh, intend for this to be a forever swap. He just wanted to borrow my Wii. And when I got his 360, I put it on eBay, and I sold Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, that's oh, no. good. Yeah. So, <laughs> like the next day, I was like, "Dude, you're." <laughs> I would imagine oh, this my... from his his perspective, <laughs> like you, like I just I just trade something to you that you expect yeah. you expect to get back eventually. Then the very next day, I go, "Hey, man, your 360 sold for a lot of money almost instantly." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! He was like, "What?" He thought I was kidding at first. He was like laughing. And uh, and then I just I kept like explaining whatever oh, happened no. and the, it like dawned on him he was like, uh, um. So I ended up obviously letting him keep the Wii. <laughs> a good yeah, guy. and I think Still I a, gave, I gave him like a know, couple it... hundred bucks or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Whatever you know, whatever the difference between the two. Was
1: it right when it came out? With both systems came out? No,
0: these, these are two systems we'd been sitting on for a while. Right. right you know.
1: I, I mean yes, that's hilarious and horrible, but I kind of would have thought that maybe after the shock wore off that I would. Think that was pretty funny, like knowing that you did it, like, like it was a misunderstanding. You he know? never yeah.
0: seemed to. F- I tried to play that because I did give him money. I tried to make it right. Yeah. I made it clear that I wasn't trying to like screw him over. Yeah, yeah. Um, you he, he never really found it all that
3: funny. <laughs> 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 uh, I mean, like that's good. Yeah, it's it's. I'm trying to think about it from your friend's perspective. It's just like okay. I know this guy, Matt, he's trying to sell this console. I'll just trade it with him because I want that console and he's selling it anyway. Um, So I'll just trade him for this thing. Like him going in knowing you were trying to sell it. Yeah. To me is enough to put two and two together.
0: Yeah. That's what I thought too. But uh, it it was weird. Like, I don't know like what happened or if like I didn't explain myself
3: right, which is definitely possible because I'm not great at that. (laughs) I take your console sell it for money <laughs> money but
0: the next green money when i told him about this he was like no we this was just a trade we we're gonna trade back eventually uh and by the way there were no terms on the trade he just gave me his xbox and i gave <laughs> him the weed and it wasn't like okay in a month we'll send it back yeah. um yeah i don't know if he would do that but uh every, he he talked to his girlfriend he was like did you know he was gonna sell it because i was like I, at first, I was a little bit—I don't want to say upset, but I was like, like defensive. I was defensive in the terms of like I thought it was pretty clear that I was going to sell right. this, like that I was going to sell the Wii, and then if you trade me this, I'll just sell that. Um, but uh, his girlfriend was on his side, but she's a girlfriend, maybe she was just yeah. being supportive. Uh, and one of our other friends, I couldn't tell. He was really like wishy-washy <laughs> about it. So I walked out of that like, oh man, I probably didn't really explain the situation very well. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, that was a good one.
3: Everyone's a hero in their
0: own story. Yeah, I'm definitely the hero in that one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Matt was also the hero when he (laughs) Uh did a drive-by six cents spoiler out the window.
0: (laughs) No, that was Harry Potter.
1: (laughs) Oh, Harry Potter. Okay, yeah.
0: That was that was my I'm a douchebag high schooler. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was high school. Just being a just think it's funny to be an asshole in high school and yeah. I don't think I actually I don't think I got through to many people. (laughs) <laughs> right, because I think it just sounds like gibberish.
3: Right. The the thing that I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Context is king. Moral of the story,
0: yeah. You just yelled I don't want it. And see, now it's like it's a <laughs> it's like a three hundred year old spoiler. And now I feel uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. saying it. Well, Danish um, did
3: spoil Infamous earlier, so I called it out though. I said, I'm well, gonna no, do but this. yeah, but we're, we're. I mean, this is yeah. this is after party. This is spoiler central. No rules. Right? Oh God! Not I even hope, job I hope rules.
1: Not. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey uh, that that show The Good Lord Jim Brown yeah is, I've been I've been seeing that, is that pop up but I don't know anything about it John Bird oh, shit um, the one I've linked to you with Ethan Hawke and David Diggs oh yeah that, that's premiering tonight I, I actually think I'm going to add uh, Showtime to my Amazon channels just to watch it hmm. uh, I think wait it what did you just awesome. say
0: you're going to add a Showtime to your Amazon so channel on yeah.
3: Amazon Prime video you can add channels month to month for like 10 them. bucks. It's fucking
1: easy. Yeah. So I'm going to watch it and then remove it from Amazon.
3: Yeah. I was going to do that with stars and CBS I, and then oh, ended up getting shit. a free CBS all access for a month and did that
1: instead. I did it with shutter recently to watch um, one cut of the dead. Oh, shutter uh,
3: has a, a, this documentary series. Yes, I really want to watch
1: the, uh, cursed films. That's, that's yeah, the yeah, that's reason why the I one. got it. I want to watch. Cursed
3: I really want to see that, but I don't want to spend money
1: because i mean i got i have a two week on a two-week free trial so I'm just oh there's a trial that. awesome yeah i should do that at some point by the way uh one cut of the dead uh, first of all before we finish talking about it jeff did you see that trailer for um this show i'm talking about
3: i did not watch it no
1: uh it's such an awesome trailer and it looks really cool and ethan hawk was on uh like Colbert talking about it too and it just sounds like a really cool story and it's a limited series too so it's like a one and done thing and uh
3: I love that. I love this new era of television where we can do things like that. It's not all syndicated sitcoms
1: and David Diggs plays Frederick Douglass, which is awesome. So, so it's a Um, historical drama. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, this game, this movie, one cut of the dead. I really, really want to talk about this. Uh, I'm going to try as hard as I can, not to spoil it just in case you ever watch it. It's on shutter. You could rent it. Um, it's a Japanese horror movie. Now, it's called one cut of the dead because the whole movie is shot in one take and it's a zombie movie. I'm like, okay, I get it. Um, <laughs> I sort of, <laughs> I was like, okay, I mean, yes, people are saying it's really good. So I'll watch it. And the, the reason I finally pulled the trigger is because they were reviewing it on the slash film podcast. Anyway, I start watching it and I'm like, yeah, it's technically sort of impressive. Like anything that's one shot, like on a base level is impressive because of a lot of choreography to do sure but i'm like this is i don't know this is kind of bad and i'm watching it i'm like i don't understand like why are they doing this specific thing this is ridiculous i don't and i was kind of like down on it and then um again i'm trying not to spoil it after 30 minutes something happens i'm like oh well that's kind of interesting and then the next uh so the, the movie's like in three sections kind of the second section i'm like oh that's kind of interesting interesting okay good then the third section, I'm like, oh my God, everything makes sense. All the shit that I hated is actually awesome now. Interesting. And Where is this yeah, at? So the, How do you get it? Uh, I'm I, Like I said, I got the Shutter free trial, so I watched it there. You can also just rent it on VOD okay. anywhere. It's yeah. called One Cut of the Dead. It's a Japanese uh, ho- uh, zombie movie. And, and I looked online afterward, I was kind of reading about it, and a lot of people were like, just make it past the first 30, 40 minutes. Like, it's not terrible, but it's like not you know the best thing. It's like, but that's not what the movie really is. Okay. Um, and This is
3: the this is the play the game for ten hours
1: and then it really starts. <laughs> it is unfortunately, but luckily it's only thirty minutes and not ten yeah. hours. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I watched uh, because Danish, you had a you had a list of your uh, movie marathon thing. Yeah. Uh, and I, I basically Actually, yeah, I wanted to ask you about some of those. Yeah. Yeah, I went through basically all the ones that i hadn't seen and i was yeah, just like i just word? i just want stuff to watch at night for some reason when like yeah. kelsey goes to bed and like i have the house to myself all i want to do is just like watch a movie like a
3: weird movie yeah. Yeah. i don't want to watch something that i know that she's going to be into i want to watch something con
0: heads kind of
3: <laughs> yes that that was what it was i was bored and i was going through netflix and i was just like oh i've never seen this and i just saw a clip of this in a movie bob video that he put up on mm-hmm. youtube so like oh i'll watch this because i want to see I did the that context. recently with
1: uh, a mighty wind the crest of guest movie which Mighty solid. Wind is so good. It's good. It's very good in terms of its pieces, but it's like not. It's kind of no plot. But anyway, no, no. It's man, it's I a like, very
3: it's a very straightforward movie about putting um, show together, Trying to like no
1: drama. Anyway. I don't want to talk about it now. Even. I want to hear Matt's thoughts on the Sorry. movies he saw. What did I watch? I watched
0: the platform. You watched platform. Um, which you called plat- the uh, you, you called platformers, which was for some reason stuck <laughs> in my head the whole time I was watching it, and it was just, like making me giggle every once in a while because like <laughs> it just so does that word does not fit the mood of this yes. at all. Um, what was the other one? There was like because there was, there was one many. that you didn't. L- oh yeah, I, I really liked, liked was that um, on I, didn't, I didn't, that was on and the you list
1: said list, it didn't and you said uh, it didn't do it for you. Which one was that? Sorry, freaks.
0: Freaks did not do it for me. I did not see, it had a couple cool ideas in it,
1: but otherwise it was like,
0: I don't know. It was, it was kind of boring.
1: It's it, so the way I, the reason why I like it is it on like what it actually is, is fairly standard. But yeah, I guess what that's what I'm really, I
0: feel like there is, there is an element in there that you must really appreciate that I just didn't
1: see. Yes, I, I think that's what it is. And, and what I really appreciated is the way into the story. Like, what is this movie about? Like, what is happening right now? Oh, mm-hmm. shit. That's, it's like, you're slowly revealing what the movie even is. And I really like that. Um, and what the movie is, is like, not bad. It's just, it's
2: kind of standard. Fine, but,
0: it's fine and whatever. It's almost, to me, it was almost a letdown because it was like, oh, man, what is, the, what is. Because you said it before. It was like, you're like, wondering what the world, the state of the world is, like outside yeah. or whatever. And I, and I was, I was like, oh, man, it must be something pretty big. And then they did it. And but I like, even
1: really? the, even the thing that it is, like I said, it is kind of standard. It's. Still, interesting enough in how things are different, like the the billboards and like the world building and the signs and yeah. the, I don't know, I, I thought know it was pretty some, good.
0: I I it's it, I think it's genuinely like it's not a quality of the movie issue I had by any means. Like it was it was yeah. li- li- literally just like this specific thing. I'm just not yeah. that into it personally. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. I
3: mean, it's that's it's hard, you know, thinking about this idea of like personal investment means so much when viewing a piece of media like that's passive like a film or TV show cuz I can watch something that I know is really good uh like like talking about a TV show like I love breaking bad I love better call saul but at a certain point in better call saul my I just like deinvested somehow that's, and that's and like, I could never just, get it back it was sometime in like me. season 3 which I don't even even to me saying it is crazy <laughs> But that's just what happened. No, I, like, I get what you're you, you saying. You can't you can't change that. I think, for some that, reason.
0: although I do go through like waves of that where I get because me and Kelsey fell off of Better Call Saul too. But I know eventually we're gonna we're gonna turn it back on and be like, oh yeah, this show fucking ruled. And we wait. You get, didn't. Yeah.
1: Also, you didn't finish it. I have not finished Saul.
0: Like the, there's oh, there's wow. something about one of the last episodes we watched where I was like, there there was nothing in particular. I, I just yeah. for some reason didn't walk out of it feeling like watching the next one, even though that we were a few episodes yeah. behind. And so we just fell behind and that never mattered to us. But like it it to me it's also kind of like um like House of Cards where like I watch an episode of House of Cards and I'm like I or even
1: like uh like Downton Abbey or
0: mm. uh, you know any and fucking anything that's the like, momentum I, of
1: the show itself carries you forward but
0: well no I'm I'm going to say I was saying like I'm watching it and I'm like I can tell that this is an excellent show. Oh, I just I see, don't yeah. care about anything that's happening and like
1: Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's um uh, oh, the other the movie I wanted to ask you about was The Invitation. Did you watch that?
3: I did watch The Invitation. I like that one. Did you have you seen it?
1: Yeah, uh Jeff.
3: Um that was on I think that was on my list a long time ago and it just slipped off my list cuz I just waited so long It's like, yeah, uh, I just take it so i have not seen it no no that was probably maybe
0: my favorite of the ones yeah. that i watched um that was that was pretty cool um and i think it did that feeling of like what is going on a lot yeah. better than Freaks. yeah
1: did. i think so it's just i think overall it's a better made movie yeah than freaks freaks is like you know low budget sort of scrappy yeah.
0: yeah definitely and like i i that's something i kind of appreciated about freaks although it was a bit of a shot going into it where i was like who like i don't no, any of these actors. And oh, really? None of them didn't,
1: are that good. Bruce Dern was good, and and the main guy was good. He Who's was uh, Bruce Dern. Bruce Dern. He he was in oh, uh, Hateful Eight, and uh, well, no, who the was the guy who, in Hateful Eight? Who, oh, he's the ice cream truck guy.
0: Oh, okay. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, he looked familiar, and, but and, then and also that, the main the main guy is Speed Racer.
3: What? Yeah, the, the Tobey Maguire knockoff.
1: Uh, he's not a Toby McGuire. He was speed a speed racer? Toby. That's how I remember him. In, in yeah, because he, he was like, also into the wild. He was like a chubby guy. What? In no. Freaks. The father? Yeah, he was kind of chubby. I mean, he was a little bit, maybe, but like, yeah. Compared to
0: Speed I mean, Racer, I mean, he was like,
1: in Speed Racer, he was like cut. 17 years Well, you got to be
3: in great shape to be a speed racer. <laughs> that's
0: true. That's true. That's true. But, but hey, me 17 years ago wasn't that big of a difference. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, man. We're talking change over time shit like in I'm gonna throw some numbers out here <laughs> to put this in context when I graduated high school I was 125 pounds at 5'8".
0: Jeez Jeff that's a little boy I'm
3: 185 pounds <laughs> oh, at 5'8 right a now boy. Human now. Good job Jeff. Um, a lot of that's that's leftover muscle from being in the gym every day for a few years but um, you know, most that, of it's that not That
0: dormant muscle that mm-hmm. you got Yeah most of it's not muscle. God anymore. I'm just chock a block full of dormant muscle these days <laughs> 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 hey
1: uh did either of you watch Enola Holmes? I did. Not yet. Uh, I liked it a lot.
0: I didn't Sitting like it as there on the much top of my list, you, but I, I definitely enjoyed it. It's definitely worth watching. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then um uh I did want to say uh plat- platformers uh, <laughs> the story of the Mario Brothers competition. <laughs> No, it's yeah. not that at dystopian, all. Dystopian dystopian Mario Brothers. <laughs> Actually, the
1: Mario Brothers movie is dystopian Mario Brothers anyway. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh It's, yeah,
0: a, it's it about is. like it's, – it's kind of about like prisoners who get put into this uh, – imagine a uh, completely vertical prison where every prison cell is stacked on top of the other ones. And There's a hole oh, yeah. in the middle uh, that sh- you can look all the way up and you can look all the way down. Um, and the entire point of the movie – it is not a subtle analogy by any means – There's a a platform, like a levitating platform full of food that starts at the top and goes all the way down to the bottom every day. And it's like everybody at the top eats all the food and then everybody at the bottom gets all the scraps if they're lucky. Um, That's that's the whole premise of the movie. Um, It, you know, very, very obvious what they're getting at there. Um, But it's still for as heavy handed as it was. Uh, liked it quite a bit was really kind of hanging
1: on every thread in that movie. That's cool. Yeah. I definitely want to see that one. Yeah.
3: Sometimes, sometimes simple is, is best.
0: Yeah. It I doesn't mean, have to blow like, your mind with the analogy. Like it's just like the, it's a simple and effective portrayal and yeah, really, really cool.
3: Oh, did you, there was a, uh, there was a, a project runway contestant who was really like cerebral about everything they did. And they said, okay, like every garment has three elements and, Like only two of them can be like, you know, 110% and the other one has to be lower. Otherwise it's just overwhelming and it doesn't work. It clashes or whatever. And so like, like one of them was maybe like print. The other one was like tailoring. The other one was something else. And so every project they did, they were balancing these things. And so one would be super simple and the other two would be like varying degrees of like complex or intricate or whatever and they always had a successful design and i feel like like we're talking about films it's kind of the same thing like you have like a great premise you have great acting you have like great cinematography and like you balance those out i don't know maybe that's dumb and maybe that doesn't apply in what i just said but i get what you're like getting the at. idea of like having like okay like keeping a simple premise and then like really driving home on like character moments and stuff is going to make this film great
0: yeah i think that's a i think that's a good analogy for like a successful movie but i can't imagine a scenario where it's like all oh, the ed- elements were incredible and that made the, and the movie didn't the work it <laughs> right. I, I could be though i don't know like i don't know. have well, I water
1: world well overstuffed <laughs> things but um. yeah i mean it oh, okay, the, 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 the last movie i want to mention i don't know if you saw this one it was called the endless on netflix
3: no i didn't see that one
1: no. okay yeah, that should be next one. Um that's definitely gonna be on the film festival I'm doing. Man, right? I uh,
3: there's this moment in the boys and Danish, you're not there yet, and Matt, you're definitely not I went there yet. I'm on episode
1: five. I think you said six, right? It Was the one you yeah, were talking to talk about? It's,
3: it's the next one. And one, it's it's a fucking phenomenal episode in and this, of itself. is.
1: I've heard about this. Is this the flashback episode? Guys,
3: you're all too much.
0: Too no, much.
1: No, no no no, I'm not I'm okay. not saying anything. I didn't know um, that the time continuum was affected.
0: There's just there's just
3: <laughs> one moment in particular that I absolutely fucking loved. Okay. And I want well, to talk, we'll talk about, about it. it.
1: Yeah. Uh, by the way, The Endless is another movie, kind of like Invitation, and uh, where it's like, what is the what is the world right here? Like, what does what actually happen? It's like, it's a cool thing, kind of like, um, I guess, Invisible Man sort of does it. Like, what's real, what's fake, what's imagined? Like, it, it teeters on that line for a while, which is super cool. And then, like, yeah, it, I just, The Endless has a great hook, too, where... I've I've always been fascinated by just the idea of cults and like getting brainwashed and that sort of thing. And um, there's a movie called The Sound of My Voice, which is cool. Like I fucking
3: love that one. I I actually just watched uh, The Vow or all the available episodes of The Vow, which is about Nexium. It's so
1: good. I don't know if I can do that yet, but uh, because it might be too distressing for me. It's it's
3: actually not that. I mean, there's yeah, it's not that heavy.
1: Okay. Anyway, um, the Endless the, the, just to set it up, the, the premise of the movie which doesn't give anything away is uh, these two brothers um, it's about these two brothers and they grew up in a cult and uh, one of them is older, one of them is younger. Uh, the younger one was happy in the cult and the older one kind of saw like this is not healthy and they both leave. I think you should and stop the younger there. One...
0: That's like enough for me. I, well, I can see that that's good
3: yeah i'm kind of i'm kind of digging this and i'm already i don't yeah i mean
1: the the next thing i was going to say is still within the first five minutes okay okay (laughs) all right hit me Uh, hit
0: me with that it it lands the. okay and then so they're they're out and
1: they get a videotape from the cult saying like hey just want to see how you're doing we're all happy here this and that everything and then so the younger (laughs) one's like hey it looks like they're cool and maybe we should go visit that's all
3: okay cool i right. think that's a great place to uh to wrap up yeah. this week right i gotta go do yeah.
1: life i stuff. gotta eat yeah i gotta do all that. hungry all right uh we we'll never know how to end it uh, Nope. this has been the after party uh, after bye someone should after party someone should party with us <laughs>